This is episode 160 of The Focused Mindset Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about being intentional. Intentional with how you want your family to turn out. And I have a couple of stories for you that you are hopefully going to identify with. Also, I want to talk to you a little bit about my friend, Roberta. She got a hold of me and said that she shared last week's episode about fear with her sister, and her sister got back with her and said that it was exactly what she needed to hear. And that is why I give you full permission to share these episodes. It's for two reasons. One, it's a great way to support the podcast because it tells the podcast people to push it out to more families, but it's also because then we are all in this together, sharing news that can help people communicate in a different type of way with their family. If somebody pops in your mind that could use information like this while you're listening, don't hesitate. Just send it to them, either on their Facebook page or in a quick email. And go ahead and share because then you are part of the solution. I also want to recognize our sponsor, thinkingmats.com. Christina Torres was in a wonderful interview back in episode 144, and she talked to us all about how she created the thinking mats because she saw how important it was for kids to have a tool to solve their problems. You can now purchase a mat that kind of looks like a yoga mat. Kids can go look at it, and figure out how to solve their problems with the thinking skills that they have. Jump over to thinkingmats.com or check the link in the show notes. And when you put Focused Mindset at checkout, you'll get a 10% discount. Welcome to the Focused Mindset Podcast. This is the one and only podcast where you can figure out how to sort out your life using the solution-focused approach. You may have heard about it in counseling, but guess what? You can have a mindset that's full of solutions rather than filled up with all of the problems that try and overwhelm us. I'm Cher Kretz. I am a solution-focused life coach and I'm a school counselor. Here, we discuss how you can be the best version of yourself in your home, and with the people you love. Jump over to my website, thefocusedmindset.com, to learn more about our products and services. I'm so glad that you could join me today for episode 160 of the Focused Mindset Podcast. We started out in the pandemic as Parenting 2.0, The Focused Mindset, and then I moved to Parenting, The Focused Mindset, and with all the coaching and all the training I've been doing specifically with clinicians, I changed it recently to The Focused Mindset. But I focus on helping families grow stronger, and today we're going to talk about a different type of connection. It's, it's all about what is your intention building your family. What is your ultimate goal? What is what you intend to happen at the end of it? I don't think we spend even near enough time considering that. When we enter into parenting, we just kind of go. We get the books and we read the books and we talk to family members. And before you know it, our family's moving. And when was the last time we sat down and said, what is my intention with my communication with my family? with my relationship? How do I want it to be 
at the end of it all, when they're 18, 21, 25, whenever you mark them as grown, what kind of relationship do you want to have with your kids? What kind of relationship do you want to have with your significant other when that's done? If you are raising them as a single parent, what kind of relationship do you want to have as a co-parent? These are things that we want to do with intention. Um, in order to build a strong connection, we have to have communication. And I think that sometimes we think our family a bunch of mind readers, and they simply aren't. You can't believe how many times I sit in front of kids and I ask them, what do you think that your parent thinks of you? I just get a blank stare. And some of them say, I don't know. They don't really know me. I don't know. They never ask me questions. I say, well, would your parent say that you are, and I fill in the blank, oh, they just talk to me. They never listen to me. This comes from sometimes kindergartners. This is their perception. And I believe that a child's perception matters. But it's never too late for us to change how we're communicating in order to have an intentional connection, an intentional relationship that comes from you going to them and actually doing the things that it takes to build a connection. Now, if when we're building, say, a business or we just start out in a brand new job, we usually start out with a lot of intention and the things that we want to accomplish, uh, maybe when we start out in school and that kind of thing. So why not have that same intention with our relationships within our family? When you're driving to a family gathering, for example, Think about what do we want to come at the end of this. Talk about it while you're in the car. Communicate these type of things. Don't just think in your head or say, everybody needs to behave when we get there, and then wonder why it all falls apart. This all comes with us knowing what our intentions are and then us communicating what our intentions are with our kids. I become so deliberate about this. It just... It's something that I'm passionate about because I realize that life is short. We're not promised tomorrow. None of us, uh, we might dream about what we want to do tomorrow, but none of us are promised that day. I drove past a car accident on the way to work today, and I drive to work on an extremely busy freeway. It's really not uncommon in Southern California for us to see a car accident, but in the last I would say three weeks, I saw two really serious car accidents. The first one, about three weeks ago, um, it stopped us in our tracks as usual. And as we slowly drove by this car accident, it looked as if the car that was hit was now an accordion. It was completely squished. And then when my daughter got to school, she found out that it was her friend that was in that car. Uh, and her friend's older sister, who was a senior, was driving. Now, luckily, they were safe and they were okay. And after a few days of resting and recuperating, they were back at school. But to see the car and see how hard it was hit, my thoughts all the way were, um, oh, I wonder if they're okay, praying for the people inside of it. I hope they're okay. And then today, I, again, the freeway stopped. Oh, must be an accident. And as we slowly drove past this accident, I counted one, then two, then three, then four cars that were involved, as well as a semi. This was a pretty large accident. But what shook me is when I looked over to the right, 
and I saw that one of the cars had gotten a direct hit to the driver's side, right to their car door, and it was completely dented in. There was no possible way that that driver came out without injuries. I pray in this moment for their life that they are alive, but that hit me. It really hit home because I immediately could picture myself being in an unexpected car accident and somehow getting hit right in the side where I drive. My life would be altered. Would I have a brain concussion? Would I have brain damage? Would the right side of my body be all broken up or maybe paralyzed, maybe death? And I wasn't pondering this in a fearful way or a freaked out way, although I did kind of pay attention to the road a little bit more than I had before. It was more in a way of saying, this is why we live with intention. This reminder that your life could change in an instant. The things that you complain about most could be the things that you wish that you had in a matter of a millisecond. And with that picture in mind, I was even more passionate to listen to my daughter and listen to her stories about the social world in ninth grade and what's been going on and what people posted on TikTok and how another person made them upset. You know how it is when you're listening to your child. They're not always talking about the things that you're interested in. You know how it is when you're hearing their music. It's not always the music that you like. I have found that being intentional about building a relationship with my kids means that I'm intentional about stepping into their worldview. I step into the worldview of my clients as I talk to them, whether it be my, whether I'm coaching, whether I'm speaking to parents, I really seek to listen to find out where they're coming from and picture it myself in their shoes. I almost think of it as though if I'm rising above and watching it from on top or whether I'm watching the conversation from their seat even, it helps me to be able to listen with intention. I was more inclined to do that after seeing that accident. And Although this isn't a bright and cheery subject, I honestly think that we need to consider how life is not promised to us tomorrow. The life as we see it is not promised tomorrow. We need to remember that in order to be intentional. It's not so we can be scared because you know that fear is uh, an emotion that can cripple us. It can stop us in our tracks. But it goes back to what I said at the beginning. What is our intention with our relationships in our family? If we have an end outcome that we hope to have in mind, knowing that there's all kinds of unknowns that we cannot and certainly cannot fathom would happen, why not live with the best intention every day? Because if it was our last day on earth, that's the way we would be remembered. It wouldn't be to say, she always hoped that she would, or I know that she always loved me but never said it, or uh, they were always too busy, but I, I believe in their heart they wanted to spend time with me. In order for that not to be our story, we need to write the story that we would rather it be. I mean, yes, we get busy. And yes, we can own that. And there's times where busyness is completely unavoidable. Even in the busiest of times, you can look for ways to connect. 
There are times if you look for them rather than getting lost in your own thoughts and your own plans and thinking about what you need to do for the day. You stop and you intentionally turn and you ask a question and then you listen and then you listen longer. These are the magic moments. I can honestly say that I've seen a difference with the parents who choose to listen to their child and the parents that talk to their child. I've seen the difference in their children. What they produce is a child that's able to listen. You would think that if you just listen to your child that maybe they never, uh, they just babble, babble all the time and they get so self-centered. But the truth is, is that it's modeling. It's modeling how we're supposed to have a relationship. And when you're patient until the end rather than interrupting, your child is more likely to be patient to the end of a conversation with their teacher, their friends, without interrupting. There's so many reasons why when we're intentional about building a connection with our family that it comes back to help us and gives us exactly what we were hoping for. We want to train our kids to be good listeners. The best way to do that is for us to be a good listener. There's many different examples that you could use for that, but listening is the one that probably makes the biggest impact because kids, they do need to be heard. And then after they're heard and they felt listened to, I guarantee you that their heart will be more open to hearing what you have to say. There is a thing that sometimes attacks parents, I guess you could say, and it's like, I need to be heard. They need to hear my voice. They need to listen. And yes, they do, but they need that modeled as well. Think of brand new ways to communicate with your kids. And something that happened today, well, actually this week, I had a student that had a parent that was traveling overseas. And this child is very aware of geography. In fact, that's his favorite thing to talk about is different places in the world. So it really freaked him out when he knew his parent was on the other side of the world, basically. And it affected his behavior and it affected his ability to react and his ability to cope. And we made that correlation. And then we talked about how might we connect with that parent that was busy at work. And we chose email. And I thought about the fact that some of you may have never thought about emailing with your child. Did you know that most children have a school email? It's such an important skill for a child to learn. As early as kindergarten, they can learn email. If they can learn all the other things that they do on telephones and devices, they certainly can learn how to email. What's great is if you choose, I wish I would have done this now when my kids were little, because if you choose to start an email conversation, then no matter what time of day or night, you could send out a little message and they can get it back. No matter if you're a parent that is only able to be with your child part of the time, no matter if you're in a very busy season and you're traveling a lot, a lot with work, you can get used to a little email communication, one more way to connect, one more way to be intentional. When I thought of the idea with this student, we hopped on my computer and we logged onto his email and, and we began emailing. And I, I had him, I basically dictated, he tried to type it out with his little fingers, but then I dictated a really simple message. And sure enough, his parent emailed back. And 
I, I wish I could have had permission to videotape for you the look on his face when I said, oh, we got an email back from your parent. And when I read it, it was that look of love that a child has for their parent. It was like a hug that that child was getting. And I read it and he said, can we say something back? Can we say something back? And along the way, I'm teaching him, look, this is the send line. This is how emails work. So along the way, we were getting a little training in. And we typed a little message back. And this was exactly what he needed to find peace, to be able to find connection in a situation that his mind could not wrap around. It was so hard for him to wrap his mind around the fact that his parent was in a different time zone uh, and everything that was happening. If you choose to have an email connection with your child, think about the history that you'll be able to create all of those emails back and forth and back and forth. I could picture someone printing that and putting it in a book when your child graduates or when they get married and having all of this communication from so early on until now. Moments treasured. I don't know about you, but it becomes harder and harder for us to really hold on to our moments. Even though we have phones and we're recording it all the time, it gets lost in our phone or posted and then 24 hours it's it's gone. And this could be a way that you could have a connection that's also documented. We started out this whole topic talking about intention and how important it is to have an intentional outcome for the relationships in your family. We talked about some different ways that I have seen how it's important. And now you have something that you can do. Maybe it's not email for you. Maybe it's something else. But do something. Put an alarm on your phone. And you know when that goes off, you're going to send a quick I love you to your child. It doesn't matter how young they are. It doesn't matter how old they are. They need a connection with the person that is closest to them. Maybe you want to start this with your nieces, your nephews. You want to be the aunt that has a prayer chain for your nephews. You can let your mind wander into every little pocket of relationships that matter to you and see how you might be more intentional about communication today. Now, don't forget that I'm still giving away my 35 days of conversation starters on my website, thefocusedmindset.com. I'm also going to leave a link below, whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're on the any of the platforms for a podcast, you can get that. And with it, you also get to be a part of my community, and I would absolutely love to have you. I also invite you to hop over to Amazon and look up 30 Days to Higher Hopes and all of the other journaling products that I have. Um, Solution-focused communication is something that you know I'm passionate about, but it's something you've got to practice. If you don't practice it, how do you expect to get any better at it? So that's one way for you to do it is to journal yourself and get conversation starters and just go for it. Just, Just choose to be a better communicator. Yes, it is that easy. You say, oh, it might be easy for you because you've always communicated. Anything that you do that's different from the norm needs to be intentional in order to stick. And I hope that you are intentional about your ability to build strong connections with your family today. So until next time, 
Be solution focused. Before you go, don't forget to check the show notes where I'm going to leave the links to my social media and the different places you can find me. And I want to invite you to be a part of my email community. It's absolutely free. And this year I'm doing so much writing and so much reflecting, and I want to send things directly to you. I send the special notes to my email community and you can email me right back. You have a direct line to ask me questions without any barriers of a website or anything. Check the show notes for that link or go to thefocusedmindset.com. And if you click on getting the journal prompts, you also automatically are able to be a part of my community. And if you're interested in supporting this program, there's three ways to do it. One, make sure you're following this program so it comes up as one of your favorites. Two, share it either on your social media or with someone you love straight to their email. And the third is to leave a review. And I love reading those. By supporting this program, we're helping people be solution-focused. See you next week.